fast forward years later, um, I actually had a really good job. I did uh, finish school, was the first to graduate from high school, the first to get my college degree, the first to get a really great paying job. Um, I was probably making about 80 to 90,000 at the age of 20 working full time. Um, but by then um, I was like, mm, I'm working a lot and I'm missing out on opportunities to really live life. So is this really what I want? Is this really the American dream, you know, that I've been waiting to have? Because I felt like a robot. And so that that's when I decided to start my own business. And so um, see, at the age of 27, I actually exited, you know, job, the, the, work, the workplace. And so I was working for a company for like 10 years. I exited the workplace to start my own business, had absolutely no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but I did it anyway. And so it took me about five years um, because again, it, buying into the American dream, I also bought into um, throughout the years, well, to start a business, it's going to take two to five years to really grow a business and you need startup capital, you need um, all of these other things, right? So I, bought, I, I went into business thinking that that was the truth. Um, yeah. And little did I know that that mindset basically kept me broke. So I became what I dreaded to be as a kid. And so from there, I felt like I needed to learn some different things. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. I am excited. I have been waiting for this interview today that we're going to have with Dr. Kawana. She is an award-winning small business expert, the founder of She's Got Goals, LLC, the author of Don't Duck the Government, They've Got Your Money book. As a 20-plus year business vet who has successfully built small businesses of her own, she teaches other entrepreneurs how to create generational wealth with government contracts by leveraging their business as a vehicle to land the number one largest purchaser of business products and services in the world as their client. Over the past couple of years, this government contract strategist has helped over 300 plus business owners generate upwards of $4 million and growing in revenue. Carwana has been featured on CBS, NBC, Fox, Star Tribune, uh, Business, Best Business, Digest, SBA, SBDC, Ticker News, The List TV Show. She's been highlighted in several reputable magazines, including Swag Her, We Empower, Sheen, and more. And she has also shared the stage with major leaders, including Les Brown, Trent Shelton, Dr. George Frazier, Stacia Pierce, Myron Golden, and plenty of others. So I am excited to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on, Dr. Kawana. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you for having me. Such an honor um, to be here and to serve. Wonderful. So let's let's dive in, Dr. Kwana. I know 
I know um, a little bit about your story, but I want I want the listeners to hear your story. So take us through the journey. I'm I'm talking childhood. Go from childhood to you know as best as you can. To, yeah. To, yeah. So um, okay, well, well we can take it all the way back then. So yeah. I'm the I was born the fourth of seven children. So I grew up in a uh, a family of seven plus my mom, and she was a single parent. So grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Although my roots and was born and born in Louisiana. I grew up from the age of two um, in the San Francisco Bay Area in California. Um, and so grew up middle class, of course, coming from the middle class, you always have what you need. And there's a lot of things that you want that you can't have access to. So early off, I knew right at a very early age that there was a lot of things that I wanted. And in order for me to be able to get those things, I needed to do something different than what I've seen. You know, I saw my mom do, which she worked really hard um, as a registered nurse um, for several years. And she, you know, was middle class and providing for all of us was really difficult. And so for me, I'm like, I need to be more than just middle class. I didn't know that I would actually be able to, you know, grow past that because it took a long time for me to get there. But at least I was thinking about it at a very early age. And so um, generally, I mean, you know, we've we've all heard the story that, um, you know, growing up in the educational, you know, miseducational directional system, you know, we've all been bought into what's called the American dream that if you go to school, you work hard, you go to college, you get a good job, you buy a house, you live happily ever and have a house with a picket fence and all that, all those things, right? We've, we've been taught that, right? And so mm -hmm. for me, I was like, okay, well, maybe my mom didn't have the American dream because we lived in an apartment. We were never homeowners. And so for me, that was my goal to go to school, get a good job, buy a house with a picket fence. And I thought that was going to be it for me. And so fast forward years later, um, I actually had a really good job. I did uh, finish school, was the first to graduate from high school, the first to get my college degree, the first to get a really great paying job. Um, I was probably making about 80 to 90,000 at the age of 20 working full time. Um, but by then um, I was like, mm, I'm working a lot and I'm missing out on opportunities to really live life. So is this really what I want? Is this really the American dream, you know, that I've been waiting to have? Because I felt like a robot. And so that that's when I decided to start my own business. And so um, honestly, at the age of 27, I actually exited, you know, job, the, the, work, the workplace. And so I was working for a company for like 10 years. I exited the workplace to start my own business, had absolutely no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but I did it anyway. And so it took me about five years um, because again, it, buying into the American dream, I also bought into um, throughout the years, well, to start a business, it's going to take two to five years to really grow a business and you need startup capital, you need um, all of these other things, right? So I, bought, I, I went into business thinking that that was the truth. Um, yeah. And little did I know that that mindset basically kept me broke. So I became what I dreaded to be as a kid. And so from there, I felt like I needed to learn some different things. Of course, um, I started investing in mentorship. And from there, everything completely changed for me. So, Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So if you could distill, because this show is really about what your gift is and, mm -hmm. and how you found your gift. Like when you when you think about it, what's your most dominant gift? You know, when I think about 
my gifts. Like I've all, I, I've always known that I've had the gifts of giving and serving and helping. So those are like the three gifts that I learned a long time ago, especially growing up, growing up, growing up in the church. They always talk about um, what are your gifts in the Bible? And this is how you serve in the church and utilizing those gifts for God and, all, and stirring them up and all those different things. So having a gift for giving and helping others is what has always been huge. So for instance, if, if there was someone that I grew up with, went to school with that didn't have friends, I was the person to be like, don't worry about them. I'll be your friend. Or if they came wow. to school with no, no food, I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll share my lunch with you, whatever. So just the gift of giving and the gift of helps. Right. So that actually carried over into my business when I, um, you know, started doing business, just like everything that I started learning about business. Once I did try to start finding mentors to show me how to do business correctly, everything that I was learning about business, business credit, access and capital, growing and thriving, marketing, all those things, I would go back and share it with everybody. Like you want to know how to grow a business. You want to know how to get access to capital. You want to know how to fix your credit. I would just share that information. And I still do that today. I share, information about government contracts um specifically because when i started my business and um was like basically had created a job where i was struggling to make ends meet was barely making thirty thousand a year and working 40 to 50 hour work weeks the mentor that i had um invested my time and resources into basically told me the same thing that you're doing for me as a freelancer, you can do for the government. And that basically can help you a hundred times over with your revenues. And so that was when I learned that government contracting was the real key to having a fully thriving business that should not have taken five years. Had I known that it can wow. be 30, 60, 90 days. And so I actually was able to not only double what I was making, but also lessen the time that it took me to make it. Meaning I landed my first $70,000 contract for less than 56 hours a week. So in one single month, I, I made what I was making double in a year. So, so then I started telling everybody about that. So helping other people even still to this day. So that, that is my gift, like sharing information, helping others and just serving other people. Wow, that's phenomenal. So take us through that first government contract, right? Because there are people that try for years. I don't know. I know you've heard them probably. They probably said that to you. They try for years and years and years and don't get a contract. Mm -hmm. What was that process for you like? And how long did that take and mm -hmm. all that? Well, I mean, it's a very rigorous process. So really, so we talk about um, the success principle of in order to be able to achieve some a certain set result, you have to become a different person in the process first. And so for me, um, the process was becoming a different person. And so initially, especially when I was broke and the business didn't bring me any money and I was like basically working my, my way into poverty <laughs> with the mindset that I currently that I had at the time. Um, you know, I was the person that was like, mm, I don't care about bill collections. I don't care about, you know, let them get in line. I was that person. So I had really poor credit. Um, I didn't care about a lot of things that I should have cared about. I didn't care about spending money, or at least I thought it was spending money on systems and processes to help me grow and scale a business. I felt like I can do it all on my own manually, which was another, you know, basically another bad thing that kept me broke. And so I had to become the person who cared about, you know, the 
quality of life that I was living in in the things that I put out into the the world the universe basically I had to care about paying paying my bills on time I had to care about building not only personal credit but business credit so I can have that as leverage so I had to become a better person in the process which gave me better results um, and so becoming a better person allows you and enables you to do better and bigger things which before when I would not make certain investments into my business as I began to grow as a person, then I, I understood the value of making specific investments into my business, which then brought me that first contract of $70,000 for just 28 days of work. Again, it was only for 56 hours during that month that brought me that. And so I, I began to do a lot more personal, professional development on me because I say, well, oh, if I could become a better person at this level to do that, how about I continue to grow and invest in myself? Um, I once heard a great spokesperson say, if you put your money into your mind then your mind will fill your pocketbook, that was the most like uh, profound thing that I had ever heard. And I really didn't understand the power of investing in yourself and the power of especially shifting your mindset, because when you're able to shift your mindset, you're also able to shift the paradigm and the results that you're getting in life. And so that's definitely one of the things that... Um, one of the, one of the aha moments for me very cool that's amazing so so you now got this contract you execute on this contract you said it took 28 days to fulfill everything in the contract mm -hmm. you you literally got paid in a month or well i don't know when they paid you but yeah. but a month's worth of work that you took you all year and took you what probably 80 hour weeks at a minimum of to get the 30k in your business yep. before, mm -hmm. before. You, like what wow. happened in your mind after that <laughs> you know like okay so because we were all taught a lot of things that are just untrue and so we were taught that you're supposed to exchange time for dollars and for me to be able to get 80 i mean seventy thousand dollars for 56 hours of work the math did not math for me right so for me the first thing that went to my mind is like is this real and let me hurry up and cash this check like literally that was what it, let me hurry up and cash this check before they realized they gave me 70,000 instead of 7,000 right but the reality is there are three types of customers that are out there there are the cheap customers, uh, of course, there are the people who want stuff for free and they want to bar barter and bargain with you. Um, and then there's premium customers that are out there like the government who actually write big, big checks. And so really, it's just it was just like the first thing was like, oh, my God, I've been chasing the wrong people. Like, had I known about this a long time ago, I would have been very profitable over the past five years. And then I started thinking about all the things that we've been taught all the myths that were just wrong, that it takes two to five years to grow a business. No, it doesn't. It takes strategy and it takes knowledge to really grow a business. When you, without system strategies and knowledge, you can't grow a business because had if you know about the government being a premium buyer and they're the number one premium buyer, then you can you can actually take your business where you're struggling to make maybe forty, fifty thousand dollars a year and turn that into your monthly revenue. So um, so yeah, that so that's immediately what went through my head was like, wow, do more people know about this? Like this is a secret. Why don't we know this? Why that why I didn't learn this in school? All those thoughts came to my mind. I felt like we've been duped once again. And then I thought about all the things that we've been duped about 
believing that Christopher Columbus discovered America and all these things. I'm like, oh my God, what kind of world are we living in? Like, like literally it's like, what is going on? So I realized that um, although I didn't know that it was called programming at the time, I realized that we've been programmed to believe a certain thing so that we can live a certain lifestyle because the poor people are taxed the most and are the biggest con contributors to taxes and the money that govern everything that happens in the United States. And so, um, so all of those thoughts came to mind, but the bigger thing came to mind for me was how do I get this information out to more people to help them as well? And so for me, I, I was like, okay, first I need to figure out what I just did and do it again to see if, see if I'm onto something, see if this is a system that can work multiple mm -hmm. times seamlessly, right? So I landed another contract similar size on top of another contract similar size. And before I knew it, simultaneously, I was managing about 12 contracts of similar size and larger and getting paid on it, which means that I went from 30,000 a year to invoicing multiple six figures in a single month, which was very powerful for me. And, and so I figured um, I would coin this the multi-trillion dollar secret to government contracts because this didn't happen by chance. It happened by the rule and the act called the small business act which means that according to the uh the small business act a percentage of the government spends what they spend and buy everything has to go to underserved underutilized disenfranchised small business owners which includes women-owned minority-owned veteran-owned disadvantaged disabled like all all of those groups that have been socially economically disadvantaged they have to spend this money with you and what i stumbled upon was how to actually leverage that that law right to get ahead wow that's powerful that's powerful <laughs> so this is this is this is crazy right you're going through an acceleration right yeah. um yeah. but <laughs> i think i, I want to go in this in this point in your story but i want to go back a step because one of the one of the the whole process of the show we we talk about the three phases and i'm sure you're familiar with the parable of the talents right the one that yeah. had one that had two and the one that had yeah. five mm -hmm. and in there there's there's a there's a, a hidden process of discovery discovering what god has given you to do yeah. uh development they had to develop their talents god was angry with the one that hit theirs in the ground and the last phase is is distribution distributing your gift or, or or sharing your gift or selling your gift to the marketplace so i want to dig into development a little bit because you okay. said something profound about mm -hmm. that you know you empty your pocketbook into your mind your mind will will, will write you know help you write that check right and, yeah um, exactly <laughs> so, so what kind of mentorship what did you like what did how did you even know like you were you were in this programming right that we all get introduced yeah through mm -hmm. school and college. how did you get out of that programming onto that track into this personal development world you know not everybody it, it well i mean it, and it's it's really because we don't think there's anything wrong with us ideally you're like oh i'm fine as i am something wrong with everybody else right and so for me i had like an awakening awareness moment um when one of one of the clients that i was freelancing for who um you know who was paying me to like build a website and um, take his photos and maybe do like a video promo. And um, he was actually, he looks like me. Like he's from the same neighborhood as me. Like we went to the same church, but I did not know he was a multi-billionaire until I start spending time around him. I'm like, how did you do that? So I began to ask questions that most people are not um, bold enough to ask. Like, dude, how did you become a billionaire? Like, how are you, how are you able to do this? Like, 
looking like me, right? <laughs> you're like, money didn't come down. Like you come from the hood. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so he said, he took a serious look at me and he said, well, I sell to the government and the same thing that you're doing for me, you can do for the government and they will pay you like a multitude specifically, especially because you're a woman. And so that moment where he shared that with me was an awakening moment for me. I'm like, hmm, that's a thing? Because most people would never think to do business with the government. They would never think that. Like, you know, they, you're thinking weapons and you're thinking the ops or the feds coming to, you know, kick your door in and stuff like that. You're thinking about that when you think about the government. It's all negative. But I had no clue that this was even a thing, right? So I'm, I was busy chasing um, the portfolio of, Wanda, who who's married and have kids, he's, you know, you, when you build your business and biz, build your business plan, they tell you who's your avatar. Like you got to build out your avatar or your ideal client. And so our ideal clients, typically we're looking at people who has a certain persona who actually either has a certain level of um of a um, certain level of education and maybe they have kids, maybe they're married and maybe they live in a certain zip code. Well, what we don't know is that person is a person who was affected by pandemics and recessions and stuff like that. So if you're, if you build your whole um, persona of the avatar around people who are affected by the outside of what's happening and you're waiting for that foot traffic to come in, then you actually build yourself for uh, set yourself up for failure, right? Because you never know what's going to happen. And so all of those things began to come to mind. Uh, when he told me that I was like, ah, I had an aha moment and then I started doing some research and I started like research. The research part was like helping me to develop myself, like spending time reading and spending time doing some historical research and looking up data um, where I began to see all the successful companies like Amazon and Tesla and um, Uber and Lyft, like all of these companies, they have government contracts. I'm like, ah, that is the key. That is a secret sauce that nobody's telling nobody. Like people are not sharing this information, even though now I think it kind of started a snowball thing. So now there's a lot of more echoes of government contracts um, in the marketplace. But back when I started, there was nobody talking about it. Nobody telling, even the mentor who told me, he just happened to tell me because I was like, we went to church together and I really got nosy and was like, tell me the stuff. Right. And, um, and now I'm his consultant. So he comes to me <laughs> like, because I went all in on figuring out and learning the whole process. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely a moment where you have to kind of continue to develop yourself. And so even though in that moment of like developing myself, I realized that everything that I was doing based on who I was, was, not productive based on the person who I wanted to be and the things that I want to have. And so what that means to me was when I wasn't an investor, in order for me to become the Kiwana of today, right? The Dr. K that I am today, I had to become an investor. If I wasn't like um, a person who would spend time focusing on the right things, I had to spend time focusing on the right things so I can be the person that I am today. So everything that I was doing that had me to where I was, I started to do completely different. And that's difficult for a lot of people because again, people don't know where they're broken. They, they're okay with where they are. But for me, I, like I listened to um, thought leaders like Zig Ziglar and I started like Warren Buffett and Jack Canton and Les Brown. I started listening to successful people who were saying, do something different, right? And so everything that I was doing before, I just completely started intentionally doing things differently. And for me, 
that was like the game changer for me. It completely changed my life. Like really. Wow. Wow. That's, this is so profound. So could you, could you talk a little, so there's a lot of personal development you've poured into yourself and I know that you continue to pour into yourself um, regularly. Can you talk about the work that it can take to get a government contract? Cause some people are, are intimidated quite frankly, like you said, they, they have this perspective one, it's the ops, it's the, it's, it's, oh man, they're going to, they're going to find out about my taxes and uh, they're definitely not going to work with me. Like, like what is the thing you tell people to dispel them from from thinking that this is the hard way you can get it? It it comes to the point where you really got to be willing to draw the line in the sand because I used to be one of those people who wanted to get paid under under the table so I won't have to pay taxes and didn't pay taxes. But then what I realized is that when I got on the other side and wanted things differently, I had to pay taxes in order to get access to capital, to grants, in order to do business with the government. I had to do things completely different. And that includes some of those things that you're talking about, right? And so um, if you're the type of person, like it really takes you to just decide, like, do I want to remain in lack or just be the norm or middle class? Or am I ready, ready, really to create wealth and generational wealth and step into the millions and multiples of millions, if not billions, right? And if 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 yes, the um the latter, basically if you're if you're ready to take your business to the next level or to take your life to the next level, then you have to go back and fix a lot of the things that we've been taught to do wrong and thinking that those things were okay. Because they're not, right? And so you yes, you and so for, for those who are like, okay, well if I if I show that I'm making this money, then I'm not gonna qualify for these benefits and you have to figure it out. Like you have, you're either going to be wealthy or you're going to be poor, right? There is no, there is no fine line of, I'm just going to stay on the border. Nah, you're on the border, you're poor, right? You have to decide what side of the fence you want to be on and be willing to do the work that it takes. Because once you make that decision, then you're, you're going to be okay, right? You're going to be able to invest in your own health plan and be able to invest in your own future and be able to not only just be able to pay rent if that's what you're doing, but afford mortgages right and and to be able to create a portfolio for yourself for retirement you don't have anything to worry about but it does take work right it it takes work and you have to be able to decide am i ready to do the work so if you're just kind of figuring out like um you know trying to decide whether or not you want to jump into the government contracting space it's not easy it's it's not i only make it look easy because i created a system that makes it easier for my clients to get results faster, but it's still work. It's still a lot of paperwork. It's still, um, you still have to grow. And, and a lot of times um, people don't, they're not willing to grow or it's uncomfortable to grow and develop themselves, um, but it, it's gonna take some growing pains, right? You have to be willing and ready um, mentally to go through the growing pains because that's what it, that's what it takes in order to win. But once you do that work, you can literally start pitching and winning government contracts. You can make hundreds of thousands. You can make millions, tens of millions, or even more, depending on your industry. So I've actually had helped clients like their first contract is like a quarter of a million that they're cashing out in 90 days. <laughs> so so it's like most small business entrepreneurs are stuck at the 50 to 80,000 working really hard. So just imagine cashing out at a quarter of a million in the first 90 days. Like this is like a whole game changer. Um and 
it puts you into the financial bracket to where you qualify for like all the tax break codes, right? The, all the tax breaks, right? So it's like, it puts you in a, um, in a position to where you have to become more financially literate and also strategic, right? So for me, when I teach people how to get government contracts, I teach them for the whole concept of creating generational wealth, taking advantage of the tax code, leveraging business credit. There's some tax advantage strategies that you can put into place and then leveraging personal credit because it takes all of those things. I call it the wheels of wealth, the four things. It takes all four of those things to actually um, get from where you are to getting to creating generational wealth. That's what it's all about for me, creating generational wealth while creating impact in the world wow that's so powerful so dr corner what about the person that says i failed um i, I don't i don't know if i could try again i'm just uh, i've tried this thing it's not working like what do you say to that yeah. person yeah so so i always say you have to decide if you're going to be a quitter or a winner you can be a winner if you decide that you want to win right and so you're not going to get yeses all the time there are going to be some hurdles along the way, but if you quit, you'll never know, right? So, um, so you have to get this, get to the point to where you're going to decide, hey, I'm going to win. So, if you give up, this is not for you. If you're the type of person that will get no maybe five times, this is probably not going to be for you because you're ideally you're going to look for no's at least ten times before you get your yes, your first yes, right? Um, I call it the 10% rules, 10% to tithing, 10% into tithing into the time that it takes for you to win that first government contract. And so now for some people, the first time you bid, like for our clients, we had a client within five weeks of learning the system. The first time she bid, she won that contract for some clients. The first time, you know, within three weeks, they they're winning these contracts. But these are people who are really honed in on the blueprint and they're actually taking action. But if you quit, like there's one there's one client that I had who started two years ago, like he's been on this journey for two years, but he decided to go do it on the side and figure it out on his own, which is why it took him two years. Um, but he came back to me even still and say, hey, I've been following you. I've been listening to all the free content that you put out there. It took me two. it took me two years and submitting 100 times before I got my first. Yes. So 100 times. So just imagine had he given up the first five or the first 10, he said a hundred times. I say, really? Wow. That's, that says a lot about his character over a two year period. You submitted a hundred bids, got no. And then you finally won your first one. It was $40,000 for, I think it was 40,000. No, it's actually, it wasn't 40,000. It was, um, it's a $200,000 contract over a five-year period. So ideally he's bidding. I mean, he's invoicing like 40,000 a month or something like that. Um, and then there's like other contracts that was in the pipeline that he's getting ready to get green lighted to start on as well. And so it literally changed his life. And so for me, I'm like, wow, your character is so amazing because you didn't give up. Right. So you can't be a quitter. Wow. Respect. So we know at the time of this recording that, you know, we don't we don't participate in this recession right but yeah. but there's a lot of people that are going to be affected mm -hmm. uh, and they don't have hope for their business businesses in some cases yeah. yeah so what would you say to them and i know you and i would love for you to also speak about mm -hmm. uh, a challenge that you have mm -hmm. where people can kind of learn because obviously yeah. they're going to get some value here from this Mm -hmm. interview but yeah. they'll be able to sit with you in a longer detailed conversation to to learn 
um, maybe more about the government contracting space. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you speak to those two things. Yeah. So like, I love when it comes like, so first of all, I'm a true believer that the media is propaganda. So anytime there's a recession, these are like forced things that come from the top down. These are things that they want us to believe. It's not really happening. So you get to decide, do I want to be a part of this recession or do I not? Pandemic. Do I want to participate in the pandemic? Right. Uh, Where everything is shut down or do I not? So for me, I always opt out for those world things. And I look at it from the perspective of a being a problem solver. When you position yourself or think of your business service or your product as a, as a, a solution to these problems, there's always going to be some monies that's going to be signed into a bill that's going to come down a pipeline. So for instance, during the pandemic, um, the COVID pandemic, a lot of businesses that were not already doing business with the government shut down and they shut their doors, right? Um, it was very unfortunate because doing business with the government not only gives you consistent, sustainable income, but typically, ideally, you're locked into two, five, or even 10-year contracts. So you know what your baseline is going to be regardless of what's happening in the world. Now, now during the pandemic, um, the government, of course, because it's a crisis, they wrote into the bill multiple trillions of dollars to solve the problem of hand sanitizer, facial mask, and health, and all these other things related to the health industry, mental health included, right? And so if you had been in position, you could have landed that contract. So there was there's one young guy, his name is Wesley Ross, age of 16, during that time had watched the movie War Dogs, which talks about how two 20-year-olds, based on a true story, won their first, I think it was like a 300 million dollars it was like three million it was like a large contract right for like three million selling war weapons to the government and so he saw that documentary or that film and went after um, a government contract for a facial mask and and made millions of dollars in the process facial masks and hand sanitizers so in that time if you were a restaurant which a lot of restaurants closed because guess what they were chasing the foot traffic who's the the dono with kids and who lives in a certain zip code have a you know they were chasing what we've been taught to chase right um you could have been catering to the government agencies so all the the food restaurant businesses that were already doing business with the government all they were doing was catering and it stayed helped them 10x their business just catering to the government agency so recession is coming well some of the things the problems that's going to come out of recession is people are going to lose their home so if you are a realtor or maybe you provide like housing for homeless or programming or mental health services or whatever now you get to be a part of that bill that's going to be written where money's is going to be coming down the pipeline to solve the problems that the recession started so that's how you want to view all of these things that pop up, you want to review it as a, how can I position my business to be a solution that's going to come down the pipeline, right? So to the problem. So if you solve problems, then you'll all you'll never have to worry about basically where your business is going or growing or scaling your business because there's always going to be an opportunity for you to cash out on um, as a problem solver. I love that. I love that. And uh, can you speak to the the distribution, right? Because now you're using that gift of giving and that gift of of, of sharing the knowledge. You've been doing this. I remember it, your your brand is the one that says she got goals, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. See, I remember when you were she got. It was, I, and maybe you still have that in the brand. I still do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got goals. I remember. I, I remember the OG days of the black. Yeah. 
white, she got gold. It's still pink in the brand, but yeah. but it was just like I remember you've been doing this. Like you're the yeah. first person I've seen, yeah. mm -hmm. like on this track, yeah. and you've been doing it consistently. So your your gift of giving, you've been doing that. Mm -hmm. So tell us about this challenge that you have, where you help other people kind of get introduced to this world. Yeah, I think I think one of the the only challenges like um, is it's definitely a different a difficult concept and conversation to have with some small business entrepreneurs who are just not meant they're mentally not ready to to understand to grow into the value that they offer right they don't they're not ready to believe that you can land a million dollar contract like so I have a friend um, his name is Jimmy and he has a security company. He's from the San Francisco Bay area. He actually landed his first contract, but before he landed the contract, I was like, Jimmy, you need to be certified. You need to be doing these government contracts. They have contracts for security companies. You got to do all this paperwork. And for two years, like, he's like, okay, okay, okay. And he never did anything. But he, at one point his business was like, his, his business was like failing or he started having some troubles in his business. And he was like, so Corwana, what was the thing that you said? I'm like, you need to do X, Y, and Z. So he did X, Y, and Z. And his first contract was actually a million dollars. So he, wow. he was invoicing like $70,000 a month to the city of San Francisco. He was like, I've never seen this kind of money before. So he was able to wow. create jobs, like to pay employees and all these other things with that. And also go buy his dream home down in Texas with him and his wife built like a 8,000 square foot home, you know, um, but... The problem is most people don't understand that it can happen for them. They don't understand the value, like, because you're not going to charge the government $25 for the hour, more like $2,500 or $200,000 for the hour. Like, it kind of depends on, on how how the um, scope runs down and, like, the term of the contract. It kind of depends, but the money just kind of calculates out to something astronomical like that. So I have another client. Her name is Kim. And in five weeks, Kim landed her first contract. It was for $23,000 for an hour to teach diversity and inclusion, right? This is what she does. And she went on to land multiple six-figure contracts simultaneously doing the exact same thing. And, and these, this is the work that she does and she loves it, right? Um, but most people don't, uh, they don't even get that far because number one, the mindset, the mindset Pete is not, is not developed. They have not poured into their mind. They have not invested the money into their mind to develop so they can become the person, right? They haven't done yeah. that. And so their mind is not filling their pocketbook right now because mm -hmm. you're still the same person that you've always been. So you're going to always have the same result. And so for me, it's like, helping people overcome who they are to show them who they could be that's a hurdle it's a hurdle um and especially when you, you know they're thinking about oh, okay well there's an investment oh I, can you do it for free or and, and it's not there are no free opportunities so people are like um so so you, there's an investment in order to make money you have to plant the seed and then rent the harvest but there's some work that comes into um, the the process as well. So you got to be willing to do the work. And so most people don't even want to get that far. So they're like, oh, first of all, it's, it's investment. Oh, okay, well, I'm not going to invest, which means that you're, ne you're never going to get the result, right? But also um, it's like, okay, well, I got to have fair credit. <laughs> so I don't want to fix my credit. Or, or maybe I have bad credit, right? Maybe you're like, I have bad credit, so I can't do it. So they take mm -hmm. those as like a permanent a permanent reason why they can't do it. And then they never propel forward rather than making it a part of their, 
their goal to, okay, well, this is what's stopping me. Let me fix that and then continue, right? And so a lot of times you just got to get out of your own way and fix the thing because no, no, don't, no, you can't move forward right now because of this thing. It doesn't mean that that's a permanent thing. It means that yeah. you need to fix the thing and then continue along the path. And so helping people to see the bigger picture and also um, take action, continue to take action. You have to be a special kind of person to continue to take action because otherwise you're going to be the same person doing the same thing, repeating the same cycle and getting the same result. And before you know it, it's 10 years down the line and you see people who started when you didn't way up here and you can see that you're still in the same place. And now you have to start 10 years down the line Right. You know, from zero when you could have already been six figures, multiple six figures, even seven figures or more. Right. So I hear you on that. So that's beautiful. So, Dr. Corner, I know I know your time is tight, but do you, you have a five day challenge where you teach mm -hmm. people. Uh, tell us about that and mm -hmm. how people can get plugged in. So basically, thank you for asking. Um, so I have a five-day challenge where I actually walk people through the pre-qualifications process. So in the challenge, you actually, when you do the work, we lay out certain things to do daily. You actually become pre-qualified as a government contractor. You understand what documents you need to have so that the government will green light you to move to the next step. We show you what certifications or socioeconomic disadvantages you can have to unlock opportunities to do business with the local state and federal government to really optimize and grow your business and we show you who's buying your services and how much they're spending on it and basically how to unlock the services within your services so that you're not leaving money on the table so really it's about we show you how to go from ideally so so basically i have like three levels of business so ideally there's like the b to c business to consumer typically people who operate at the business to consumer level are either making zero up to about eighty thousand. right these are just averages um, B2B, people who break through the $80,000 um, ceiling are usually doing some type of hybrid B2C, B2B business model, which means that they're, they're working with other businesses. They're able to make a lot more money. They're freeing up some of their time, but they're still, you know, working hard to be between 80,000 and maybe 120,000, right? So to break through the, the six figure 120,000, the lower end of the six figures, through the, through the ceiling, you have to be operating on the, a B2P, which is business to premium. So B2G, which is business to government, is the number one um, best business model that you can have. The government is the number one biggest purchaser of business products and services in the world. And what that does, it allows you to break through new record-breaking revenue ceilings. So you can go from 120000 up to about a million dollars a year, a million dollars a month or whatever, right? There's this unlimited potential because the money is there. The government is always spending money. They never run out. So you have to like kick back the scarcity mind. Well, if a lot of people, if I'm sharing all this information with everybody, isn't the money going to run out? No, the money is not going to run out. The government prints the money. So this is like an, an opportunity mm -hmm. for you to kick the crab in the bucket mentality, share the information because at this level, you have to even share the wealth because if you're landing a million, quarter of a million, half a million, you're going to have to have a team that you're going to share that money to on payroll. Like you have to share the money. When you hold on to the little, it can't become much until like the man with the talent. It can't become much until you're willing to share it. 
right? Um, when you're willing to share it, you may think ideally that you're losing, but actually you're able to gain more because now you're building your capacity. And instead of like being limited to like a quarter of a million or a half a million, you can actually go after a hundred million or even a billion dollar contract. So I have a colleague who has a friend um, that's a that's a realtor who landed a one billion dollar contract simply because she was a black woman. One billion, right? What client do you have today where you can say you you landed that client and they paid you one billion dollars? That's life changing. And so, um, but help again, even at the most fundamental stages of showing people um, this is what's possible. Some of those things, um, the, the part of who they are is really hard to pierce through who they are. And this is the reason why I designed the the GovCon challenge, the five-day challenge, is to help people identify like on a higher level with who they really are, who they're called to be, using their God-given gifts and talents to actually create generational wealth and to become the redistributor of wealth, right? Which means that you can partner with the government who prints the money. It's the source, right? It's the direct source to the money that flows through our economy. When you partner with them, they give you the most because you're at the top. You're the first point of entry for where the money is flowing. And now you get to redistribute the wealth. You get to become um, the employers of tomorrow. You get to be be able to put things into um, the areas where you're passionate about. So you, if you're a philanthropist or if you're very passionate about helping the homeless or helping homeless teams or helping feed the people or whatever you're very passionate about, you get to redistribute the wealth to create generational wealth while creating an impact because now you have money to fund the philanthropic um, ventures that you're interested in in, in uh, funding. Yes. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I love this phrase. I, I always I always say that uh, I've never met a broke philanthropist. Right. You, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't give without it. And, and, and speaking of that, if, if, if you don't mind, if you could touch on this one thing, I just got two last questions for you. Very quick question. Um, you said something earlier about your story and I, and I think it's something that most people don't talk about. You, you grew up in the middle class. It's actually harder to climb out of the middle class to become a millionaire, which you've done than it is to be from poverty to a millionaire. Yeah. It's actually easier. They've, they've proven studies on it, that wow. it's easier for somebody to go from poverty yeah. to, to millions. Mm -hmm. So what did it, what did you, what barriers did you have to break through to get into the millionaire status and the millionaire <laughs> You know, um, one of the biggest barriers was before you cannot get me to spend money or invest money on anything like i would go to these business um what do you call the business expos and try to see what kind of free information i can suck up to grow my business right and so like they would have like mailchimp there paypal and like all these other companies there they're like hey we have the perfect system to help you grow and scale it's just a hundred dollars a month or whatever i'm like i'm not spending a hundred dollars a month on that like i could just send an email one email at a time i could do it myself um i don't i could handwrite invoices <laughs> you know like i don't need paypal so it's like i didn't i didn't really understand the power of those systems and making those small investments and so 
Um, it wasn't until I actually was like, you know what, let me try it because I'm really tired of sending all these individual emails or sending emails through, um, Google and a lot of stuff is bouncing back. Um, so I tried one of the systems and at the print at the, um, one click of an email that can go to like 10,000 people as I began to build my list, right. It, it brought me like 20, 30, $40,000 just by clicking the email. I'm like, oh, this is how it works. You got to spend money to make money, right? You got to give in order to receive. That's scriptural. Like that's that's in the Bible. Like you got to plant the seed. And then um, and then I started just investing in myself. So I invested in a, um, a coach, another, a different coach that helped me set up a whole different type of system. And the investment, it was the largest investment at the time that I had ever made. It was $2,000 and I didn't have the money. So what I did was leverage my personal credit because I had, you know, I knew that that was one of the hurdles. So I had to fix it and I leveraged my personal credit to get the $2,000. And when I did the work from the investment that I made, it brought me $20,000 and I invested that into a whole nother coach. And I said, oh, the bigger the investment, the bigger the outcome, as long as I do the work. Right. So to this day, the like the largest investment was um that i've ever made to this day is a hundred times more than that one which was like the biggest one way back then right so it was like two hundred thousand dollars to spend time with the coach that we both know myron mm -hmm. golden for an eight hour day and that brought mm -hmm. me over 1.6 million in a mm -hmm. six month period and so for me i'm like giving is the way to receiving that was one of the the biggest things that i learned is that you can't hold on to little like little becomes much when you're when you you have the faith of a mustard yeah. seed to put it into you know god's plan right into the master yeah. plan you're like god order my steps what am i supposed to do with this small seed that you've allowed me to have he says invest it invest in yourself like and then mm -hmm. do the work because faith without works is dead right and if you don't take action on the things that you have faith that you're going to do um, that you that you believe that you can achieve, then no action equals no results. But when you take action, you're always going to get a result, whether that's the result that you were expecting, or maybe it's better than you were expecting, or maybe it's a little bit below, but you're still going to get a result because you took action. And then you get to refine and, you know, tweak that action to get even a better result, but it all comes back down to action. So that was one of the things that, um, that I've learned over the years. And and this is how I'm able to continue growing and propelling forward. And this is how I went from like, you know, the girl, the girl from the hood who was barely making ends meet and tr talking about a whole bunch of things and sharing all this information to actually being um, an industry leader who is a very um, profound and, and well, well versed professional on government contracting but also I became a professional on wealth creation because government contract is just a small piece of mm. the whole wealth creation um strategy it's just they're the funder right but there's right. other things that you have to do to actually uh, maximize and optimize on creating wealth wow that's bananas so i i, I love this so, <laughs> so i just look at the journey right um mm -hmm. i look at from the very beginning uh uh 30k in the business right mm -hmm. then from 30k flip it to 70 uh k in a contract did it in a month and then yeah. from 70 to hundreds of thousands and i think you did a, i think your contract was like a, you know, a, almost a million or a million that, in the business then then you went from okay you know what i'm gonna reinvest into myself i'm just i'm just doing a rewind on this because i don't think they heard what you said yeah. <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna give i put 200k into myself into my personal development Yes. Flip that into 1.6 million in six months. Yes. And then I know most recently, right? If yes. I'm able to speak on it, yeah, go ahead. You, 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 you did 
what 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 people would do in a year in a business and consider successful you did in a day and had a million dollar day yes absolutely <laughs> wow yeah so what a journey yes yeah <laughs> amazing amazing so so i i just want to make sure we, we definitely plug in uh the the govcon challenge we'll put a link there for everyone to join that um Dr. Kawana, this has been so, so insightful. The, the question we always ask everyone on the show, and I just got to ask you this, this, this final question. Uh, you weren't prepped on this. What's the difference between one's per, one, a person's gift and a, a person's purpose? What's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? I believe your gift is something that um, you've probably all, always been aware of. Like for me, when I, when I discovered my gifts, like I, I didn't even know it was a gift, right? So I discovered my gift a long time ago. Um, I used to be like, I used to be at home and I used to be like, I used to love singing. I always loved music. So I used to record um, on cassette tapes and I'll, on one cassette tape recorder, I'll have music playing and on the other, I'll be um, recording my voice. And so both the music and my voice will go on this cassette. So I didn't even know that that was like audio production back then. I was just doing stuff, right? <laughs> and so sometimes though, cause those cassettes, would, um, the, would, the tape would break. And then um, I knew I was really good like at splicing them together and taping them together seamlessly. I had no idea that that was like um, editing basically. And so I'm like, okay, that's my, that's my gift. And so editing, video production, photography, that stuff became my gift, audio production. Um, and so when I started landing contracts or even when I started, before I landed contracts, started doing my business, I operated into my gifts. Now, my gifts have made room for me to walk into my purpose because my gift allowed me to start landing government contracts for my gift that was lucrative enough for me to continue doing my gifts. And then I created and I discovered this whole system of wealth creation. And so now my purpose was um, outside of my purpose with my gift, right, of doing business and helping other people and teaching other people this is what I did. This is how I did it. And you can do it too. And like really inspiring other people gave me the greater purpose of creating impact in the world. So my purpose now is to help more people create, um, create financial wealth um, and generational wealth while creating impact in the world. And so, yeah, your gifts and your purpose, like it kind of goes together, but if you're not operating in your gifts, you cannot ever discover what your purpose is. Mm. Fire. Fire. Wow. Dr. Kwan, you, you brought the heat. Um, thank you. Um, if there's anything else you wanted to say that I didn't ask, feel free. Uh, nope. That is no. it. So I do have clients that I need to get to right now, but I wanted to leave you all with, of course, join me in GovCon Challenge. If you go to GovConChallenge.com, I can help you. My team and I will help you get pre-qualified. It is the precursor and prerequisite to working with me in our premium accelerator program. So get your business pre-qualified for government contracts. Come learn the value and what you have to offer um, and learn how to position that appropriately. We also have a book, Don't Duck the Government, They Got Your Money. It's all about how you can make uh, millions pitching and winning government contracts. So if you go to don'tduckthegovernmentbook.com, you can get a copy. And in that book, like I talk about everything government contracts and break it down in like elementary language so anybody can pick up the book and understand. So other than that, thank you so much, David, for having me on yeah. here. And uh, you right. know, go be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion with, uh, right. this, with your business. That's right. Thank you, Dr. Corner. Appreciate you. Thank you. You're at the heat. <laughs>
I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.